And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by myself, Lawson, and my wonderful co-host, Monica. It is 8 a.m. and we are going to have our next quiz. Yes, quiz number four for this morning. Let's see if you can get this one right. Come on, people. Get yourself in with a correct answer to get in the draw for this week's grand prize. True or false, if you do not forgive others for their sins, the Father will not forgive mm. you of yours. Absolutely. Ooh, hey, true or false. If you know the answer to that one, 064-669-0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And you will go into the draw for the Days of Daniel, the amazing board game, which we are giving away for free if you win the draw. Oh, free. You just have to get answers in. You can get a few answers in or you can get lots of answers in. Last week... We saw one just stack the deck. Liz, nice. Liz just just got. She just answered so many questions correct. There's 25 chances that it's five quizzes a day is 25. By the that's end right. Day. So it was just like she she had thoroughly stacked it. She had done her best effort to get the the prize, and she did. We've also had people, you know, as we've said on the show before, like answer at the last minute and win the prize. So the point is, is you got to be in it to win it. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. You are listening to the breakfast show this morning. Let me it, give you that clue one more time. True or false? If you do not forgive others for their sins, the Father will not forgive you of yours. We had Freco texting in saying the roads are just as bad, and we need to be painted lighter colors to stop heat. Man, I wanted to highlight. I remember reading a story from. I think it was from the United States in a particularly hot part of the United States. I think it was like it was like Kansas or something. It was like one of those hot, flat states in the United mm-hmm. States, and uh, and or Kansas or Arkansas or something like that, where a school had gone and painted all the grounds that were tarred over and which were like bitumen, where they were like playing basketball and whatnot. They just painted them like with white reflective paint yeah and as a result the area was 10 degrees cooler yeah in yeah. summer so these, these houses in india that i was telling you about that they were affected by the heat it was so hot in the summer that like at night they would sleep on the roof because the the inside the house it would have collected all the heat and it was too mm. hot to sleep and the kids would get nosebleeds and this kind of stuff like it was actually adversely affecting the heat um, yeah. their, their health so yeah it, it absolutely uh, is becomes a huge problem. And like a lot of them couldn't even go to work because they were having uh, heat-related health effect, um, side yeah, effects. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Dude. But do you know what? Painting the streets is not a bad idea. Do you know, um, Freco, in, oh, where is it, Guam, Yeah, they actually make their streets out of coral. So the streets are quite uh-huh. light, they're quite pale, and they're, and, they're, and they're quite reflective as well. Out of coral? Mm-hmm. It's like naturally shiny. The thing is, it's also really slippery. So when it rains, oh. it's like car crash heaven. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, like, even walking on it when it rains is difficult. But, um, but yeah. But Wait, have you been to Guam? Yeah, I have. That's how I know. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, was, I was astounded at how pale the streets there are. Mm. So they're like a very faint gray. Dude, speaking of hot weather... So when I would have been 16 and I was in Spain in the middle of summer at a place called Aragon, which is in the area, the track's called Aragon. I was like racing motorbikes at the time there. Um, the place is called Alcanith, which is like a desert, basically. You go in there, it's like being on Mars. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like really desert. And we were racing there in the middle of summer. Now... Because I was in the junior world championship at this time. In the official world championship, they made the smart decision of racing there in October. So as it's like heading into like winter, like it's already 
fall by that point as they're heading into winter. That's when they go race there. But for some reason, they decided, oh, the juniors, they can race there in July, which is the middle Ooh. of summer. Wow. And um, it was, I was out on track riding and it was 46 degrees. Ouch. And then we come in and like that night we were in a camper and the camp, the air conditioner, like we couldn't keep the camper on. So the air conditioner couldn't keep up. So what people were doing and what I did is on the, on the hard floor of the camper, we just went and cut water and put water over the floor yeah. and just laid on the floor. Yeah. These people in India, they were saying they would just get burlap sacks, mm. put them in water and then use that as their blanket at night. Yeah. It's a wet sack. Just we were, it, it was like the hottest, hottest I yeah. have ever been. Because it was still like, for even though it's like a desert area and you would think like, oh, because it was the middle of summer, mm. like at nighttime, it didn't have that kind of desert effect of getting really cold. Oh, yeah. At nighttime, it would, it would be like That's 38, horrible. 39 degrees. I would just sleep in the nearest river. <laughs> it, it was... It I'd was, sleep in the bathtub or a shower or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I would sleep in the nearest river, except that you the nearest... You made the river yourself. <laughs> well, the nearest river, I remember there was this lake there and I wanted to go swim in it, but then you got to the lake and then it was like, this is full of sewage. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, are going, you are going to grow extra fingers. If yeah, you, yeah. If, if you swim, <laughs> you're going to come out of this place with a third eye, so don't, don't swim in there. It was actually an interesting place too. They had real working aqueducts there. Oh, reals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like wow. uh, aqueducts, like carrying water around, like ancient Roman aqueducts. Still hanging in there. Th- th- it was really cool. But yeah, and so, hey, if you've been in a really hot climate and you had to combat it, let us know. 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you, yeah, have something to share. What, what's the hottest conditions you've ever been in? And what was the thing that you did? Probably to, uh, in Kenya. Like, Get, when, uh, when you're in when, Kenya, when I was Kenya. in Kenya, but I had one of those um, wonderful Aussie inventions. It's like a necktie, mm. but it's filled with some sort of like silica gel, and you put it in uh, mm. cold water in the morning, and it swells up, and then you tie it around your neck so it cools down your your main what is it um, your carotid artery, whatever yeah. it's called, and then wow. that cools your blood down because that's like, it pumps the blood through the rest of your body and it cools the rest of yourself. Is down. that in 2019? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, we didn't go there in summer though. No, that, I, 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 I went. I went to Kenya before. Kenya. Ethiopia. We yeah, were like and out. was Kenya super hot? Well, it wasn't. Well, it was for me, but we were like out in the desert kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, yeah, it was it was legit. We did like a remote yeah. um, medical clinic. So. Yeah, I mean, I I went to. I think I said this on the show. I went to Dubai in like the middle of summer. Yeah, ouch. and it was like. It Being was like fire. almost fifty degrees. <laughs> I said this yesterday on the show. It was it was like forty nine degrees, um, but we're in Dubai and it's like full of big air conditioned buildings, so we were chilling. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it's fine. But I remember because there's this water park in Dubai, and I'm like, oh yes, let's go to the water park because it's so hot. And then we're like. I'm having to run from water slide to water slide because the it's all concrete. <laughs> the ground was like so hot. I'm like, you up. who thought of this? Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> it was wild. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show again. Let us know zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What what's some incredibly hot conditions that you have been in? You're listening to the breakfast show, and uh, okay, I've got another question though mm. for you, Monica. Mm. Have you ever had like a coach or a guide for something? That has given you insight into something that yeah. you didn't understand and yeah. didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give us an example. Oh, I mean, I've been on 
as you know, I've traveled a lot and I've yeah. gone on tours, but one of the most memorable tour guides was the tour guide I had when I did a Segway tour of Berlin. Wow. And that was over 10 years ago. And to this day, I still remember a lot of the factoids he told wow. me about Berlin because he just, he just made it so fascinating and just, yeah, it was incredible. Wow. That's awesome. I love that too. I love when you're with a good tour guide, he can mm-hmm. show you the place. You know, usually I'm an explorer. Like oh, yeah. when you come to a city, I'm like, nah, let's just, let's just ditch this. Let's just put my walking shoes on and just like walk every single block and just see everything that's up. But it's cool when you can get with people who... Has you, insight and can dude, tell you stories behind things. Yeah. That's right. It's Having so insight and insight that we appreciate and we definitely really appreciate it. You know, I think for me, one of the big ones has been health. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And this is a story throwback to, again, I would have been 15 years old and at the time... Again, I was I was living the motorbike life and I was training to be a professional motorbike racer and I had gone onto a diet where I was eating red meat three times a day. Oh, dude. It was Your interiors it would was, have been hectic. It was not okay. And, uh, well, I didn't think it was not okay. I was like, you know, doing all this training and whatnot, eating all this red meat because the perspective was just like, oh, protein, protein, protein. Yeah. Just get into your protein. Gotta be a man. If you get enough protein, yeah. then you can go and do all this exercise and da 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 And um, it was like I was working with a PT at the time who wasn't really a specialist. They they were just a you know regular old PT. They were like, yeah, just you just get into your protein. Da, da, da. Um, and then when I went to Europe and I started working with a real coach mm-hmm. and I told him what, I'm like, oh, this is the diet that's been prescribed by my PT. And he almost fell over. <laughs> he was like, are you serious? Yeah. Are you for real? And I'm like, what? This is good. Like, this has been good for my health and whatnot. And he's like, no, like this is... Within the health field, there's so much quackery. It's not So funny. much misinformation. So much. And it's like, it's difficult because you kind of commit to a path and the, the, the idea can be, oh, well, if I commit to it long enough, well, then I'll eventually see the fruits. You know, yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day, neither is mm-hmm. my body. But then again... It was it was so interesting to see that I, I saw results quite quickly after training. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. But this is a good thing to remember because seeing immediate results is actually not a signal of success. Yeah, absolutely. You need to look at long-term stuff as well because, I mean, there's a diet in the Caribbean where they literally drink their own urine. Mm. And that does have the effect, the desired effect of weight loss because it puts their body into a state of shock and, and the body just starts evacuating everything. So they, lose, they do lose weight. So they think, oh, this, this is great. It's and effective. die of a heart attack at right, 48 exactly, years old. Exactly. Yeah, it's, so, yeah. it's, and that's, dude, eating that much red meat like three <laughs> times a day, like that is not the path. Like, happy you're here right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that was the thing. He was like, okay. Red meat, or like this guy wasn't a vegetarian. I'm, I'm, I wasn't a vegetarian at the time. Um, and now, you know, now I'm vegan. But like, he was like, all right, red meat once a week, white meat three times a week, carbohydrates and vegetables and water. This is your new diet. And, yeah. and then like the occasional electrolyte drink because we're doing a lot of training. As soon as I changed my diet, I dropped like five kilos that mm-hmm. turned into like, just sh- I just shredded. I literally just completely shredded down. And I was, I weighed at the time, I was 58 kilos, oh, wow. which for me is really, really light. But I was just lean as a bean. And I was the fittest, uh, the fittest I've ever been uh, up, in, up until today. But it was like, it was, it was so interesting to see because like I had been for the previous two years, like using diets that were similar training and training and training and, and had been like stuck 
at this level of of like oh man i can see the the over the precipice of health you know and it's like and i think you know the when you're a professional athlete when it's your whole life it's like when you when you're really putting that work in and especially in the motorbike space where there's such a um like it's it's the physical health and it's the endurance but it's also the the lightness mm. and i'm like man why can't i just drop those couple of kilos you know why why can't i just like cross that precipice to be able to have that you know and, and to be shredded and to be super light so i can be at the the pinnacle of the sport and then all of a sudden you get the right information and then it just clicks yeah it just makes sense mm-hmm. like things come into focus now we are in the book of ephesians for our bible study and we're going to be looking at the leading and the guiding of the holy spirit because i i think this is incredibly important because as i'm using this illustration here we can be doing things wrong continually that have decent results and we're like okay yeah i'm on the path but mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, we're not really achieving what we're wanting to achieve. And I think it can be the same with our relationship with God. Like, have you ever sat there and maybe felt like, man, I, I go to church every week, I, you know, da 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 but do I feel close to God? Yeah, you're ticking all the boxes, but you didn't. So That's I- right. Like, it's it's you can feel as though, man, I, I feel like I should be close to God and I'm just not. You know, I was talking to a friend. This was last year. I was talking to this guy and he's like, Lawson, you know, I do all this stuff. Like, I'm really trying. You know, I, he was a, a filmmaker. He's like, I've made these films, you know, and they're about God. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to share the message of Jesus with people. I'm endeavoring to do God's work. And, and you know, I, I've been praying that, you know, God would reveal himself to me in, in some way, but it just seems like that step isn't happening. It's not taking place. And we just talked and, and reflected for a little bit, and I think we came to some conclusions that the book of Ephesians essentially expounds on. Now, we're going to pick it up in Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 13 and 14, which we covered yesterday, and then just quickly touch on that and then get into 15 to 17 after, so 13 to 14. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who in the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Mm, Amazing. I think this passage here, it essentially outlines the process of someone having a relationship with God and coming into salvation. It says, in him you also trusted. It's like, after... You heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. So you heard this, then having believed. So you heard it, you believed, you were then sealed with the Holy Spirit and were guaranteed an inheritance, which then comes at the end of time. You know, the second coming, salvation, these kinds of things. It then continues on. And can you read a verse 15 and 16? Therefore, I also... After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. It's amazing. Then Paul, we were touching on this yesterday, he turns it towards the Ephesian church. and He's like, I've seen this happen in you, this process of salvation. I've seen that happen to you, and I thank God that that has happened in you because I, you know, we're, we're seeing the amazing work of God, that people are turning to Jesus and and having this experience of salvation. And that's what he is saying to the Ephesians. He's like, I've seen it happen to you. And so I'm praising God. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. But then he gets into the prayer request that he prays of these people. If you want to start in verse 17 for us. That the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you to the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Mm, awesome. So 
we have been seeing so far that the Holy Spirit, it is a seal. It is the one that guarantees, you know, salvation. It's the one that seals us in our redemption. That's what we've seen so far. But then we see Paul expounding about how the Holy Spirit, the other function that it has, is to give knowledge and wisdom. And Paul is trying to communicate to the Ephesians. He's like, I've been praying that you have, you will, through the power of the Holy Spirit, receive revelation and wisdom. And then the, in the next verses, he's going to get into what some of those points of revelation and wisdom are. But before we read it, I think this is fantastic. Like, I think that this is so key and so critical and so important to our understanding of God. Something that I also see working in ministry is... People having, you know, conversions where they turn to God and, that you know, it's amazing. People coming into a place where they're, they're like, yes, you know, um, I want to know more about Jesus. But that experience not reflecting often um, truths that are found within the Bible. It's like, yes. Like, I remember seeing this video recently that made me cringe a little bit. And it was this lady, she's standing on stage and she's about to get baptized. Mm. And it's like, you know, it's an amen situation. Like, that's what we want to see. We want to see people giving their heart to Jesus in baptism. And she, she stands up the front and she's giving her testimony. And it's like, okay, so how do you want to be used now by God? And she expounds, she says, God and Jesus and the holy angels, you know, I holy angels have been talking to me and communicating to me that that the the number one job oh. that humanity has to do um, is to protect animals. And so, for me and my stand in veganism, I'm going to go into conservationism, and and this is the a one job that God has for me to do. And it was kind of like again, you know, it it kind of gave me echoes of Justin Welby and a little bit of the things that are happening in the Anglican Church right now, where and stuff that I've talked about on the show, where he stands up the front and he's like, "You're not a true Christian if you don't protect the planet." And it's like, well, Justin Welby, you know, you like don't believe the Bible. So it's, yeah. it's difficult when people, but again, I think what we see here, what, what the Bible, the actual job that the Bible gives us, you know, uh, Matthew chapter 28. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, bash this person who is being baptized, but I'm just saying it's something that can be observed that this person is so adamant. The call that I have from God is to do this thing. Now, interestingly, that thing that they want to do to be an animal conservationist was something that they were interested in doing before they were even Christian. Like that was their life goal before they'd even come to God. And now they've taken this life goal and they've put a shiny veneer of Christianity over the top. Mm -hmm. And they've said, this is something that God has called me to do because it's a personal interest of mine or it's something that I'm good at, whatever it may be. And they let personal interests or personal agenda inform the direction of their life rather than, you know, well, the A1 job that God has for us to do, all people, whether you're, again, an animal conservationist, a plumber, a pastor, whatever it is, Matthew chapter 28, you know, 18 to 20, go ye therefore and make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them all things. Like this is this is the the goal that God has yeah. for God his church. God sent his son to save humanity, not to save animals. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Like, and again, we're supposed to love our earth and look after our earth. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. Our, we have stewardship as a job, but abs- like it's not the focus of our life. But our number one role as Christians, our the job that Jesus has given us is to lead other people to him. And so, yeah, it's interesting to see that take place, that people can profess a salvific experience, like, yes, Jesus is working in my life and I'm calling out to him and it's like, amen. 
but then be uninformed or misinformed as to what that looks like. And so Paul here, he's like, look, I can, you've got the word of truth. But I also want you to be having an experience here, praying the Holy that the Spirit of wisdom and revelation will give you a knowledge of Him, like that you will be able to read the Word of God to understand it and to understand what the Lord is requiring of you. You know the steps that He wants to lead you in, uh, because God's calling it is general in the sense that it's again Matthew twenty eight. It's all heading in that direction, but it is also specific. God is like, well, Paul is writing, I want you to have an experience with God and receiving wisdom from Him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we have our last quiz for today. Quiz number five, what was Jesus' first miracle? Wow. The first miracle of Jesus. 0491064669. Give us a text. What was Jesus' first miracle? This is a good one because it's quite easy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, get yourself in with a chance to win Days of Daniel, the board game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you know the answer to that one, again, that number is 0491064669. And even if you don't know the answer, just text us. Just tell us how you're doing. Tell yeah. us how you feel. Tell us what you're going to get up to today. Tell, Tell us, us your favorite animal. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite animal, Monica? Dogs. Okay, really, just yeah. wholesale, just dogs. I'll take them all. I'll take them a lot. Like, and, and squirrels. Like not like another like exotic animal that you can't no. necessarily possess? Cause I'm well, a- squirrels, because they're exotic to Australia and you can't really possess them. Okay. I like, I like most rodents, to be honest. That is interesting. Yeah, I don't care what people say. Yeah, I love penguins. <laughs> That's just, I just want a pet penguin so bad. Which, which one, like an emperor, like a big one or a fairy one? A I think one? emperor would be cool, but I think the fairy ones are cute. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. fairy or the rock hoppers, dude. Oh, the ones oh, with the yeah. cool hairs. Yeah. Oh, they're just the cutest. I bet you loved Happy Feet when you were a kid. Oh, it's like my favorite movie. Both of them, Happy both of them, one and two. Like let's 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 go. I haven't seen them. Even even despite all the wokeness in the movie, you know. <laughs> well, the movie's about climate change. So it's like, oh, is it? I haven't yeah, seen. It. <laughs> but, but hey, the pe- when the penguin went tap, tap, tap with its feet, I'm like, that's just my new favorite movie. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Uh, and hey, look, let's uh, let's ha- continue into our Bible study. Before we get into that, we, uh, we have a text message here from Margie. She says, morning all. Talking about the women and animals, so many people don't realize what job gave us at creation to be stewards of the earth and all that are in it. You are correct. And if that woman understood the pre-baptism studies, um, she would understand the three angels' messages. And that's key. Hey, this is the thing. I love, especially when I get to sit in your chair, Monica, and talk about good news, I love talking about animal conservation stories. Like, don't get me wrong, because that is humanity's original position on this earth. That's right. 100%. Like, looking after this earth, looking after the animals. Like, animals are cute and they're awesome and they're amazing. But at the same time, when we take the step of being baptized and saying we are followers of Jesus, Mm -hmm. we realize that our number one goal now is to follow the Great Commission. And, as I love what Maggie's written in here, um, that we should understand the three angels' message to realize the time that we're in. Yeah. And to look forward and say, Jesus is coming back soon and we have a powerful message to share to lead people to a place where they make a decision to also follow him and lead others to follow him. Like mm-hmm. this is this is our job. This is our goal. And, and when we miss that, I think we then, we experience a Christianity where, as I said, and as I was describing, you know, you just see, you see it over the precipice. 
You're like, oh, there's, there's some good experience that I can have following Christ over there. But it seems like what I'm, why, whether it's what I'm doing, whether it's w- what I'm saying, I, I don't know why. It seems as though I'm endeavoring to follow Jesus, but I'm not having that experience fully. And now, at the same time, like those who were used by God throughout the Bible, you know, we can see that at times they were discouraged, at times they were struggling and whatnot. But again, how can we experience Christ working in our lives? And Ephesians chapter 1, it says, hey, Paul, as he's writing here, verse 17, he's like, you know, this is what I mentioned in my prayers. This is what I pray for you guys in Ephesus. Um, the God of our, you know, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father in glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It says, I want to see the spirit of revelation and knowledge in him And then it continues on. Do you want to read verse 18 for us? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And verse uh, 19 as well. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the power, working of his mighty power. Mm. So, okay, just just real quick before I continue with that, Sky sends in, um, my son said his favorite animal is capybaras. Oh, they're so cool. And they come in the rodent category, which is why I love them. Capybaras are just interesting. And they've really picked up notoriety and yeah. popularity recently. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's just talking about how cool capybaras it's because, are. It's because they hang out with all our animals. If you look up capybara and friends, it, they literally, like, every other animal in their ecosystem, they're, like, all besties. That's awesome. It can hang out with any other species and it just fits in. I love it. <laughs> I aim to be more like the capybara. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to blend, to yeah, mesh. Yeah. To be a, a, Friend to everyone. <laughs> amen. Hey, well, we can see here, again, going back to our Bible study, um, we can see that essentially this Holy Spirit is given to enlighten people, to give them eyes that, you know, being understanding and enlightened, um, that they may know the hope of his calling, firstly, and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So secondary, secondarily. And then thirdly, what is exceeding greatness of, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power so we can see here three things hope this is the first one hope um a perspective of the riches of his glory and his inheritance so like it's like okay firstly to have hope secondly to understand the salvation that they're receiving um and then thirdly the exceeding greatness of his power I have been, we've been, as described earlier, we've been distributing Christian literature in the community. We have this one book, it's called Live More Happy, and it has scientifically proven ways in it to make life more happy, and it goes through getting better sleep and doing this and doing that, you know, like hitting all these points. And, and we were talking about this, like, oh, man, how come we, we seem to hit points? Oh, I'm doing this work for God. Oh, I'm, I'm teaching in my, my church's discussion group. I'm giving Bible studies. Why aren't I experiencing a relationship with Jesus that, that actually makes me feel fulfilled and satisfied you know how why aren't i having the experience like paul where he writes in philippians you know, i've learned to be a basin to be abound in any situation i'm in i'm content why aren't i content dude with these three things here hope and understanding your inheritance your salvation and then finally here understanding god's exceeding power towards you and then you know using that to have faith in him i think it's with these 
things. Understanding, not necessarily, oh, well, I do all these things for God, but rather more about God and his character. That's how we can then have a better experience with him. When we, rather than having just our eyes on the work, you know, and just on our eyes on what we do, and the boxes we tick, rather than doing this, rather having our eyes on Jesus, the hope that he provides, the inheritance that he is giving, the salvation that he has wrought for humanity and the power that he has to work, that he has worked throughout all of history and he has worked in you. When we come to this understanding, I think this is when we can find that hope and satisfaction and it informs our relationship with Jesus to the point where we are finding contentment, we, we are finding happiness. And this is why we always, you're a faith FM, and I think that any good Jesus-following Christian is going to very much you know, encourage you to read your Bible every single day. Amen. Um, And this is because it's through the Word of God, and this is what we talked about and touched on yesterday, it's through the Word of God that we can have the clearest understanding of Jesus, not just as an information textbook, but rather to understand who He is and how He can work in your life. You know, I uh, heard a beautiful sermon. I was at Waitara Church two weeks ago, and it was the story of David, you know, David versus Goliath. And um, Pastor Byron Eustratton was breaking it down and getting into all of the different tenets and the aspects of the, the amazing courage that David had. And it's just like hearing that and understanding that and saying, wow, you know, the way that God worked in David's life and the faithfulness that he had towards David, in that same way, he can have that faithfulness towards me. He can work in my life. He can do all these amazing things. He can give me hope for the future. This is what we see in God's word. And so when we have those two things in tandem, the Holy Spirit working in our hearts because we're asking for him and then seeing God's work throughout his word to give us faith and hope and courage, we can then have a beautiful experience with him. Right now. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And Monica, you are going to bring us not any more questions, just answers. Yes, let me give you some answers. Quiz number one, Joshua erected a memorial of 12 stones after crossing the mm. Jordan River. Uh, the result of the 10-day trial of David and his friends was that they looked better and healthier than any of the others. And we also mm. recommend doing the Daniel Diet trial yeah, here. Dude, eat, give just it 10 eat days. veggies, bro. Yeah, that's it. Get the, those look lentils good. and pulses and grains into you. Absolutely. Uh, Saul was an odd choice to be the first king because of D. He came from a, from the smallest tribe. I love that it's got there. One of the answers is A. He, he was, was short. short. He was actually because head and shoulders he's like taller. taller than <laughs> yeah. everyone else yeah. in Israel. He was, he was a ginormosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> um, true or false, if you forgive others for their sins, the Father will not forgive you of yours. True. You can check that out in Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. Mm. And Jesus' first miracle was turning water into non-alcoholic wine at a wedding. Let's just put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm so done with like the newest generations being like, well, it was real wine. Like, yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, like from a scholarly perspective, it's so we, easy to identify. As well, yeah, we juice. definitely we have a historical and a textual, you know, evidence based reason to say that Jesus was not drinking alcoholic wine. And I think this is, <clears throat> you know, maybe you're sitting there this morning and you're thinking, well, well why fight that battle? You know, yeah. who cares yeah. if it was alcoholic or who cares if it wasn't alcoholic? Well, the Bible overwhelmingly denounces the use of alcohol. Yeah. There's very few times which it says it should be used. It says, oh, you know, drink wine for this reason, for like 
well, there are very few reasons why people drank wine, like outside of people getting drunk, which was, again, denounced by the Bible, mm. overwhelmingly, head and shoulders denounced. In fact, the Bible says that drunkards won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yep. Um, Solomon in the Proverbs says, don't even look at wine or mm. drink as it sparkles in the glass, yep. like that kind of thing. It's like the Bible denounces, denounces, denounces. So then it's like, oh, what's, wh- why, why would you even kick up a stink? About something like this. It's because people want to do what they want to do. Yeah, because, yeah. well, alcohol ruins lives. Yeah. Like, that's that's the deal. Now, maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're like, well, sex ruins lives. You know? And in some cases, it does. It does. There, there are things that are supposed to be good that... Uh, we have abused. That we have abused. The sex in the right context is fine. Yeah, but yep. there just simply isn't a situation... Right context for alcohol. ...in which yeah. alcohol isn't affecting you mm-hmm. um and this is something okay i can talk something about in the same bit, way they say bit, every cigarette is doing a damage every job of alcohol is destroying right. your cells i'm gonna talk about something a little bit personal this morning mm-hmm. on the breakfast show i'm not gonna get too much into it but i can see and a big part of my testimony something that i actually talked about um i was preaching at hillview church and i talked about the way that god had worked in my life through actually the sabbath um that when i started to take a break in the week from excessive drinking and i started to reap the help you know the benefits of that in tandem with like because i wouldn't drink on friday night because i was like i want to keep the sabbath wake up next morning it would be Saturday and I'll go to church and I'll be like not hungover going to church. And I just had like the most amazing blessed experience. And I'd spend all day at church, all the way into the night with my friends. And it was just like, wow, like I experienced church family. I experienced love and contentment and happiness that I had never experienced before. Um, But up until that point, I was drinking, 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 drinking. Over that year, I was about 17 years old. And I can see for myself personally, a marked difference in my mental clarity mm. pre-drinking and post-drinking. In, in fact, uh, mental clarity is something that I personally struggle with a lot, you know, and, and just losing focus and, and that kind of thing. And um, But previous to that, like, I was like a professional motorbike racer. I was someone who had esteemed mental clarity, like some of the best mental, like to ride a motorcycle, like one of the things you need, you, you're essentially like, it's like the world's fastest video game. Like you're operating this machine in very dangerous conditions at a very high speed. And to be good at it, you need to have just supreme focus and mental clarity. But after I stopped motorbike racing and after really spending a period of time abusing alcohol, I can see like I'm not sharp like I used to mm. be. Um, and, and quite immediately after as well, like when I stopped drinking alcohol, you know, being 19, 20, I can see that, man, my brain, like, it's only been a couple of years since I did that, but my brain just isn't where it was at before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I thank God because, you know, I can still live and I was able to escape that lifestyle. It wasn't years and years and years of prolonged alcohol abuse. It was just a very short period of time. But I just don't think Jesus is wanting us to do that. When every drop of alcohol that you sip has that effect in your brain, it is killing brains. Man, we can talk about this, but look, God is good and he is wanting to lead us in the right direction. Guys, remember today, talk faith, live faith, act faith, live your best lives, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By His counsel's guide uphold you, with His sheep securely fold you.
thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.